It's September 18th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Friday. And you know what? Last Friday, it was Apostoli's birthday. And we didn't even say happy birthday. Well, actually, we. I Who says happy birthday to themselves? I didn't say happy birthday. We recorded these earlier in the week. I didn't say happy birthday. I feel like a bad friend, a bad co-host. I just failed miserably even to bring it up at all. So, Apostoli... Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, must feel good Thank to be you. 21 now. Uh, must feel good, you know, finally get to go out and drink. Hopefully you didn't let loose too much out in California, but happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's always hard to <laughs> let loose on 9-11. So it's always a, a half happy, half somber day. So that not trying to bring it down, strange. but yeah, it's no, that is, that is strange. Like, has that, how has that been? Okay. I'll tell you what, a uh, little fun fact. People don't know this. Obviously, probably if you do know this, that'd be strange that you do. But in, I grew up in Greece and in Greece, uh, school starts on September 11th, always. And I always thought that that was the worst thing about my birthday because you, you know, it's my birthday and the summer's over and school starting it's a weird day right you never really have time to do anything uh so i always thought i was unlucky because of that reason for being uh, born on 9-11 and of course in 2001 uh brace yourself it can get a lot worse for a lot of people so um yeah that's that's the thing about uh, my birthday i don't care so did you like hate your birthday growing up or what yeah i would say i would say that's uh that's a strong word, but I kind of disliked it because, you know, end of summer means that my summer friends are going back to their respective schools because I didn't go to the same school that the people that I was living around. My parents sent me to a, a school a little further away. And I many times I didn't, you know, it takes a while to re- get accustomed to your friends from school, right? It's not like right away, hey, what's up? You got to catch up and so it was always that that's what I hated about it. But it's a minor thing. It's a very minor thing to be inconvenienced about. It builds character, I'll tell I would you say. What. It, I don't know if that builds character. See, my birthday is December 19th. Ooh. And I it was always on the break, like, right? Yeah, I always just never got like, we'd celebrate Christmas with our family. So I would just like get the classic combined gift. Uh it's oh. like, hey, happy birthday, Merry Christmas. And you're like, oh, that's, oh, that's lame. That's very lame. You could hate your birthday because of that. Yeah, where I feel like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, man, but my cousin gets double the presents every year. And <laughs> But little little known fact, I, yeah, there's no known fact. I'm an only child, so I thought, like, maybe they treat me more. But, nope, I live with it. And I hate the cold, so that's my birthdays always during winter. Uh, the The funny thing is that you have kids now, and you probably were thinking, "Oh, if my kids had been born closer to Christmas, I could save a lot of money by buying <laughs> one gift." But you got twins, yeah, the one- so you got twins now. So, so 
it 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 evens out because even if there there were the case now you got to buy four different presents throughout the year yeah wow little math right there that was crazy okay you guys we have a great show for you today apostoli has gone west again i feel like this should be like fifo goes west with just apostoli goes west i want to photoshop your face into that into that movie (laughs) uh so i want to hear an update about all these fires and everything i know they're in different places but i'd like to hear we'll hear about that alex gives a review on his massage gun and for our favorite part of the podcast, we get to talk to Nia Aboate. Uh, Nia is a triathlete, and she has recently written a children's book titled I Am a Triathlete. So we get to talk to Nia about what it was like writing a book, why she wrote the book. Um, the book is actually out. You can pre-order it, and it's going to be delivered in October. Uh, the illustrations are beautiful. We have a great conversation. Uh, this is the first time Apostoli and I have met Nia and you know you feels like we've been friends forever she's just an absolutely amazing person so before we get to that I want to give a shout out to our sponsor mimosa breakfast and brunch and every week I go like hmm what should I talk about this week for mimosa and it's become a debate where do I say something like unique and fun or do I just talk about the cheeseburger and fries because I still can't get over it (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's a cheeseburger and fries week. And so I'm encouraging everyone to get out there, go eat a cheeseburger at Mimosa, the breakfast burger. There's a bunch of burgers. I like the breakfast burger personally, but the Greek burger is Apostoli's favorite. But either way, you're getting a side of French fries and those French fries are next level. What do you think about those fries, Apostoli? I think they're amazing because they're fresh cut. (laughs) You've convinced me that they're the best fries ever. Fresh cut fries. It's kind of like In and Out here in California. So you cannot have In and Out. You can't. You cannot have In and Out in Milwaukee because they haven't traveled all the way there. They won't. They probably never will. So the closest thing is mimosa fries. There you go. In and Out. Not as long lines as In and Outs out here in Cali. Oh, dude, I hear about those lines. You tell me about those lines, and it's crazy. It's kind of like the line down the street at Culver's by our house. There is always a line at Culver's, and is always out the street and down the road, and it's like, it's just crazy because it's Culver's, but same mentality as in and out mm-hmm. Just Culver's is our, is our, is our local joint. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, I, yeah, I would have related to that. So it's a cult. go learn more about Mimosa at mimosabreakfast.com. They have two locations, one in Franklin, one in Brookfield. They're both good. They both have the cheeseburger. They both have the fries. They are both wonderful. Um, I did forget to say just up above in the show highlights that Christina is running her marathon this weekend. It's this weekend. Yeah, like if you're listening to this on Saturday, she probably is running it or have finished it. So if you're out for your long run, Christina's running a marathon. So just remember that <laughs> someone's running a little bit farther than you. So what Pretty is exciting, the route? Huh? Are you able to share a little bit about the route? The route? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we live over by Esterbrook Park, and she's basically going to do four 6.6-mile loops. Like it's uh, basically so like a loop is like th- around the park and then down to like Locust Street and back. hmm is like 6.6 and then just do four of those bad boys and you've run a marathon so saturday morning i'll be out there crewing with the fam with the girls um she's got some pacers some of 
some of our friends are gonna run different different loops with her. So are they from Queen City? She have a good team with her. What are they from? Cream City. They are from Cream City. They so are they're Cream from City Dream Pacers. City. They're literally Cream City Pacers. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So, so sh- super exciting. Though she already ran a marathon, now it's time for her to drop the hammer. This is the official one. Marathon. Oh man, I, I look forward to seeing how she's gonna do. She's gonna rock it. She's, she's in such great a shape. good. She's. She's a great runner. Well, I mean, period. She hasn't no. run it yet as of this recording, but uh, I think I'm becoming a believer in the Hanson training program. But from watching Christina train, Hanson training program, man, you have to run all the time. It is crazy. But to see the shape you become or you get in, I guess, from it is uh, it's pretty cool to see. So I'm excited for her to run this and crush it. The sad nice, thing is, is like I can't even run one mile with her. <laughs> <laughs> like her you can't average, pace her you cannot pay you cannot no, pace her even for a mile i don't like even if i wanted to i could maybe do like a mile but i couldn't talk to her i wouldn't be able to like pace her like she would be pulling me along the marathon route which is like not what you want out of a pacer wait what is the so, pace do you know what the pace approximately is uh so she's going for like um i feel like if i say this then it's like i'm jinxing it but like no okay don't say it bleep well, I just said it. Should I bleep or it? Did no I'll one bleep hear it. it. Should I bleep it yeah, in the you podcast? You bleep it. You should bleep that. Did you bleep <laughs> that? It was bleeped. Okay. okay. Bleeped. Bleep. No, it's like in the in the bleep. So like faster than anything I can normally do, anyways. Wow. I'm supposed to be in marathon. Well, if anybody's out, if anybody's that. out there on the on the path and you recognize Alex, just um, Support well, support yeah, Christina. Be, I think we'll be chilling. I think uh, I think we're gonna hang out by like uh, the beer garden, and um, uh, the beer garden. And what is that like the playground area over there? Mm-hmm. So we'll have some stuff to do to keep the kiddos entertained. But it should be a good time. Rumor has it that Jenny Zwagerman is gonna run the entire thing with her. So oh. wow, we'll see. <laughs> so that should be pretty cool. But speaking of marathons, the Boston Marathon, the virtual Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm was like last week slashes like i think by the time you listen to this is done but um i just want to say congratulations to everyone who ran the milwaukee boston marathon it was really cool to see all the social posts online uh especially on like the omg page and a bunch of other people who ran the course and were able to do it so kudos to you i know it's definitely not the same but super cool that you guys trained all summer and then well more like trained all spring and then trained again this summer to run your fall Boston Marathon. So kudos to you. Congrats. Uh, fun fact, Scott Kaskin. Kasten? Man, I'm so terrible with names. Scott and his wife Jody. You guys are awesome. Uh, they were training for it, and they did the Lakefront Marathon course. So they started in Grafton and then finished right down in Veterans Park. That's, that's a mashup. That's a ma- marathon yeah. mashup if, I, if there ever was one. Yeah, so that's literally the Boston Milwaukee Marathon. But check this out. Wait, that that name rings a bell. Yeah, so Scott, when we were out cheering for the Lakefront Marathon last year, I was like taking photos of people, and and I was waiting for someone to come by to take a photo. And all of a sudden, I hear this guy go, "Hey, Alex, I'm listening to the Cream City Pacers right now." And he pulls out his earbud, and I'm like what who what and he's like yeah uh i think it was like dr gordon's episode we just released and he's like yeah dr gordon's episode and he 
puts his head oh no not dr gordon um 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 vince vitrano's and then he pops his earbuds in and keeps cruising along find out that that was scott and scott was listening to the cream city pacer so anyways he ran the marathon right i saw it on strava i'm like hey dude congratulations like he crushed the last three miles he like just dropped dropped the hammer and had a really strong finish so way to go scott and uh I said kudos, and he commented back and is like, yeah, I started off the marathon listening to Matt's episode of the Cream City no Pacers. Kidding. I'm like, dude, this guy, man, just crushing the podcast while you're crushing your marathon. And, and one little thing we should tell people is the, the podcast was pretty new at that point because we had released, what, seven, yeah, it was seven episodes? And I mean, that, you know, having somebody, that was a very, very surreal experience for you. I remember that, so... Thank you, Scott, and thanks for continuing to listen to the Cream City Petas podcast. Yeah, and Jody, too. Jody, congrats on the finish. Thank you. Uh, Is that Jody that, that, that has been messaging us a few times? Is that the same Jody? Yeah. Okay, yep. nice. Thank you Thank you to Jody, too, Heck for yeah. being a big, big fan. And... Uh, who else? Who else did you see finished? Anyone else? Uh, Mauricio Ma- Mauricio Beltran Beltran. I should say his name in the proper pronunciation. Mauricio Beltran. He's a good friend of the OMG running group. He's just one of the friendliest guys uh, at at OMG. Always comes to say hi to you and says it in Spanish too. I don't know how the guy knows that I speak Spanish, or I don't know if he doesn't know or whether he knows or that I speak Spanish or not. But he always comes and says, Hola, amigo, como estas? And I'm just, I'm bien, gracias. He finished. Now I got a question. I saw that there was a tape, like on the ground. There, there was a banner, basically, like a adhesive banner on the ground in front of the uh, lakefront college that said finish and start for the Boston who was in charge mm-hmm. of that? Is that actually the Boston Marathon Association actually shipping stuff over to different cities and saying, hey, go and attach this? Or is that somebody locally that decided to adhere that to the group? Uh, I mean, uh, so my guess is because the Lakefront Marathon did this is you could probably buy like a, fu- a sports package or a fun package or a cheer package, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. where they'd send you. So like the Lakefront Marathon, I think for another like... 15 bucks they send you some cowbells and a finisher tape that you could break so you probably could have bought that from boston marathon mm. and then they sent you the packet if not someone made it which is smart way, for them pretty cool that's very cool he had some pacers that was cool so anyways that was only a couple people that we saw but shout out to everyone else who listens to this if you did run the boston marathon send us a photo um, if you have any from your race or send us a screenshot of your route, we'd love to share it on our next episode and post it on our social channels. Cool. All right. Now let's get on to our running update. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Thunderdome Running. Abisoli and I are training for the Lakefront Marathon. Correction. After last week, it's just Alex. But Abisoli is supposed to come this week with a plan of what he's going to do on Marathon Weekend. So... Uh, we'll give that one second. We'll find out that answer. But we've teamed up with Matt Thull at Thunderdome Running, who has helped us create custom plans for us. The plans are tailored directly to us. Apostoli and I, we can't even, we talk about our runs, but we have different runs every week. So it's like super cool because it's made for us. Um, Matt is an insanely strong runner. He's a legend in the running community. He just here in Milwaukee and the state. So if you're looking for a custom plan, if you're looking for someone to really get you to that next level, 
head over to thunderdomerunning.com. Matt will help you create a plan, whether it's for a 5K, 10K, marathon, or whatever you're looking for. He's going to help you, and he's going to work with you your entire training session. So, Apostole, I asked you last week to come to this week's podcast with a plan for what you were going to do. Did you figure it out? Yes, I did just now, a minute ago. Because I remember I made a promise that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something, right? So... Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is what Coach Matt said today. I said I sent him a, a stream of messages, as you can see here, stream of messages where I'm basically <laughs> saying, you know what, I suck, boss. Uh, I've been hiding from you because I haven't run, but here we are. I just did a three and a half mile in an unhealthy air quality conditions here in San Francisco area, Bay Area, and I was wearing an N95 mask. Not a fun time. It was a little hot. I was the only runner out there. So I felt a little proud. I sent him a message and said, hey, I suck, but here's the thing. Try to get into it, and I will. And he says, "Um, at least you are not in maniac force reckless mode trying to make up miles, and then you end up hurting yourself. So the fact that I'm being lazy is also a good thing. (laughs) So I will say that for my run, I'm going to do a 10K, and I'm going to try to do my fastest 10K ever. It's not going to be a half mile. It's not going to be a half marathon because it will suck. It's not going to be a good one. Uh, I think, and I haven't done any long runs, so I will do a 10K. I will give all my all for a 6.2 miler. I did do a 5.25 miler for the uh, Milwaukee Run for Justice that we put together with Fear MK. So that is my that is my pledge, a 10K. What a lame, lame downgrade but you know there's there's athletes out there that do only 10ks so heck yeah yeah i mean i'm glad that you didn't back out of everything completely so 10k i love it so let me tell you remember the other week i bought that massage gun yes dude it thing is uh wonderful it is insane I feel like my legs are just so much more loose than they've ever been. You just, that thing, there's like a bunch of little different like attachments to it to get different muscles, depending if you're sore or if you just get down with the run and you need to release some of that lactic acid. It's insane. I highly recommend it. Is it strong enough? Is it strong? Because I feel like anything battery powered massage thing is extremely weak. Anything I've tried. They're pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful. Like if you hit a bone, it hurts. Oh, okay. Like you have to be on the muscle. So I can, I can, I use it on my head. I like head massages. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, There is like a attachment for like your neck, but, and there's different levels of power. So it's like one through 10. Okay. So, and it's all like how it pulses, but I got, ours was like a hundred, man, I don't know. It might've been like 120 and I paid a hundred. I know that there's some out there that are like two or 300, but like. Most of them, just go buy a hundred dollar one, and it's worth it. And you're like a hundred bucks. I don't and know. And if you like if, it, it's like, if you like it a lot, return it and get the more expensive one. I'm yeah, a terrible, exactly, terrible person for sure. <laughs> but the concept is, is like it's something because I was like hesitant to buy it. Like I don't need another running knickknack, right? Like I already have foam rollers, but this is like way better than a foam roller because like gets into the spots and pockets that you can't just foam roll out or even stretch out. And like my calves, I always complain that they're tight or like 
they just feel loose, which like I haven't felt that in a long time. So I highly recommend one. That is that is my review. I don't even know what brand we have. I should like know this. I think from doing research, everything in the hundred dollar range is probably a horse apiece. Now there's I was looking and there was some in like the two to four hundred dollar range. Mm-hmm. I'm not a massage expert, so like m- maybe someday I'll buy one if I really you know think it's worth it. But totally worth the investment. There's my two cents on that. <laughs> now is this this was the running update, right? Yeah. Okay. What's up? That was it. The massage gun. I'm getting nervous for my marathon. It's what like day three are you weeks gonna, away. What, what day are you going to run it? Saturday uh, or Sunday? Probably marathon weekend. Probably Saturday. Saturday. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know. Uh, as you guys know, we talk about this every week. I've had stronger training. Pro- I've have had stronger training sessions cycles on my end. Um, I, I'm going to run it. It should be. I'm excited to do it. I haven't run a marathon since 2017. I am confident that I will be able to run 20 miles. It will be miles 20 through 26. That will be a little interesting. Hmm. There will be. Will that I will walk? Be. Will I walk? I don't know. Will I PR? Probably not. Will I finish? Heck yeah, because I got the motivation. All right. So I'm yeah I'm just nervous that I'm nervous so I can't even talk about running right now and we're too far out yeah but I'm excited for Christina that it's gonna be fun this weekend so if you're out on the Oak Leaf Trail near Esterbrook look for us Christina will be running we'll be out happy to say hello <laughs> I was always just staring at me like okay wrap it up all right fine 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 I just Let's you're, you're a celebrity now our... so you can't tell people exactly where you're going to be at a, at an exact time it's it's a dangerous recipe Alex yeah yeah I know celebrity celebrity Al out there in the Milwaukee wilderness getting bombarded for <laughs> autographs once we Come start prepared. selling that CCP merch people are going to be like sign, sign my, my CCP sign my shirt thing. Oh, 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 what you're going to see, actually, because you've been promising merch to everybody and you never delivered, is you're going to see people come up with their own, like, uh, bootleg uh, <laughs> bootleg stuff and bring that to the thing. You're going to be like, wait, I did not approve of this whatever. Like, I did not approve of this of this shirt. All right, here's I cannot the deal. Sign merch this. will be up this week because you just are talking shit. Merch will be up this week. Whoa, Really? What? We'll do it. Is it? Wait, wait, It'll wait. Go up. Is, is, It'll it, be up. is it the the Milwaukee uh, Run for Justice shirts that some people did not pick up? Are you just turn around and sell those? <laughs> yeah, we gave you your you chance, can. people. Yeah, five dollars. We gave you your chance to pick up your shirt at Mimosa in Brookfield from seven thirty to two thirty any day of the week, <laughs> and you haven't. So we're gonna sell your shirts for five dollars. And you know what? That's probably fine with you because you probably didn't want a shirt in the first place. You were just shining signing up for a good cause. And we appreciate you. So, and if we do I sell the shirts, the money will go. All the money will go back, back to Urban Underground. So thank you. You, you were even good. more helpful than you thought by being lazy and unsupportive to Mimosa. Anyway. <laughs> wow. That's wow. a deep, that's deep cut. Great. All right. Let's stop rambling and let's get on to the interview. Let's jump over and have our interview with Nia. 
All right, now we're on to my favorite segment of the podcast. Today, I would like to introduce Nia Aboate. Nia is a triathlete and a children's book author. Her latest book is now available for pre-order, and if you order it, it's going to ship to you in October, hopefully. We'll get the real details in a minute from Nia. But you can pre-order it. It's titled, I Am a Triathlete, and we're going to talk a lot about it, so I'm not going to give too much away. But Nia, I would like to welcome you to the Cream City Pacers podcast. Thank you. Hi, Alex. How are you? <laughs> I am wonderful. So I'm super excited that we like that we got in touch. So our friend, our mutual friend, Mary Lou, yes. reached out and was like, Alex, I have an amazing guest for you. And I was yes. like, who is it? And then I start, you know, she sent me one article. And I see your yes. website and then I'm seeing your <laughs> interviews and then I see your book. And I'm like, how have we not heard of this before, <laughs> of you and your book? So I'm like, we got to get Neon ASAP. So and, and you're here. And let me tell you how I know Mary Lou. So she and I did the Chicago Marathon. I did not know um, anyone who was running and one of my friends says oh I have a friend who runs and she and I took the bus up to go get our packets and everything for the Chicago Marathon the year I ran so yeah that's how I know her <laughs> oh that's super cool what year was that 2014 I think <laughs> nice that was the year I started running so that's that's Yay. cool how have you been like a runner your entire life as like no, running and triathletes I had, I had new not. to you um, I started running because, um, believe it or not, I had a coworker who um, passed away. Um, it was unexpected. He was, you know, someplace with our with a team, and he just passed away. And at his wake, he had run the Chicago Marathon and had this huge meadow, and they had all of you know pictures showing him running. And I was like, I can do that, you know, I I. I can do that. I think I'm interested in trying that. And so he may have passed away that fall. And then um, by the end of the year, I had found a running group online, Black Girls Run um, Milwaukee. And um, they had their first, well, I wouldn't say first, but the first run that I did was the run into the new year, which was, yes, down... um, uh, what is that? The it's like Franklin or it's somewhere? No, no. This one is the Wisconsin State Fairgrounds. Oh, oh. So oh, it's cool, on the cool. State Fairgrounds, and nice. so um, it, and believe me, I didn't know much about running. I actually thought a five k was five miles. well hey that's actually probably better than when you showed up and realized it was only 3.2 i was well prepared (laughs) i was well prepared and so that was my first run and um that was almost 10 years ago Wow, crazy. Time flies Time when you're running fly. that long. Yes. So you, it sounds like you started off running. Yes. But I mean, the title of your book is I am a triathlete. So I don't know what you want to talk about first, how you became a triathlete. Let's talk about that. So where did the tri- becoming a triathlon runner come in? So, you know, always looking to challenge myself. So um, I think I started, I definitely started biking next. So once again, um, there was a group of 
um, starting Black Girls Do Rock, Bike, Black Girls Do Bike in Milwaukee, and um, I joined that group as well. And so I bought a forty dollar bike from the Good, Goodwill, and I was good to go. And so I started biking, and I was running. So it was a, a way for me to um, do something different, you know, challenge different muscle groups. And someone mentioned in passing about this triathlon line thing and <laughs> I was like hmm, I could but I don't really know how to swim and so um, I found out the distance it was a half a mile and I said well how many laps is that in the pool because I can float on my back and <laughs> yeah and so I found out the distance and basically my first try I floated floated not backstroke float <laughs> with the arms going like this all the way nice. across the Lake Andrea. Um, they have an event called Iron Girl. Um, it's made for beginners and it's a sprint triathlon. So that means it's a half a mile swim, 12 mile bike and a 5k. And so, yeah, my first swim across the lake included on my back. And then after that, I was like, I can do better than this. You know, I could, I could probably improve my time. I need some lessons. I need to get more comfortable in the water. And so my goal was then to get comfortable in the water. And as I improve with that, of course, like <laughs> my running now is horrible and my swimming is great. <laughs> so it's one of those things because it's a, you know, it has these three aspects of it, you know, you're continuing, you're, you're continuing to challenge yourself. So yeah, pretty excited. <laughs> That's fun. I've only done a sprint triathlon and everything at one, like, even if you get, I think what's the next one up Olympic and then half, then full. Once you start talking, like I got to swim for a mile I and know. I got to bike like 56 miles. I'm going to do a marathon and then get <laughs> and then do, I'm going to swim two miles and then bike like 50 and then do a marathon. Yeah, I know. It gets a little crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it I, have you been to Madison and watched like the Ironman Madison? I, I have. I've been to Madison and then um, several of, um, I believe, Wisconsin here in Milwaukee, we've hosted um, the national triathlon yep. meetups, and so that's I've crazy been to, to see. I know because they're jumping right into Lake Michigan, <laughs> and they're like most of them are are pretty fast, yes. you know. But watching Very the Ironman is probably one of the most like inspiring things. Like you, you know, you watch a marathon and you get super jacked. You're like, yes, like. Once I saw my wife run a marathon, and I'm like, yes. this is why, yeah, I w totally want to do it. And Iron Man's like the next level because it's yes. like all day, all day. It's crazy. <laughs> so well, that's the benefit of a sprint triathlon, right? <laughs> because usually you can complete it in the morning. And then a bunch of girls and I, we like, you know, we hit the, you know, next place to eat and drink it. <laughs> You know, and then we're home for evening. So, yeah. you know, that's why sprint triathlons to me have always been, you know, super fun, a way to challenge myself, you know, sign up for it and then just aim for that goal of improving. Yeah. What's your favorite one of the three? You know, it changes. So, you know, when I started running, so it, and it reflects in my time as well, right? So this year would have been my eighth eighth season of doing triathlons. And um, I would say that when I started, my running was great. <laughs> 
and uh, my biking was fair and my swimming was horrible. And then when I traded in the $40 bike for a carbon fiber bike, (laughs) obviously my time on the bike improved. (laughs) Oh yeah, that sounds nice. Right, right. And then I started taking some swim lessons. So I'm really enjoying the swim now um, and my running is not as good. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're trying, you're always continuing to uh, improve. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. So let's talk about the book. So what inspired you to kind of like inspired you to create the book? Let's start there. Yeah, because thinking that I'm an author now is really amazing to me. (laughs) That sounds super cool. (laughs) And so one of the things, it's it's not just one thing. Um, It started initially because I have a niece who's a swimmer, and um, I wanted to encourage her to become a triathlete. I felt that she was pretty athletic, and if she, you know, participated she'd make the podium and she would win and that's what I felt at least and so I wanted to encourage her and so when I looked out to find like a book or something to encourage her I didn't see any there are a lot of self-help um triathlon books and people's stories and all of that but I didn't see a book that looked like her or looked like me um when it came to children's books and so that kind of started me, made me start to think. And then I came across this um, statistic that was done um, here in Wisconsin of how many minority children books that are out there. And that was pretty dismal. Um, it definitely reflected that we needed more. And so that propelled me to write this story and get this book out there. And I've really um, have been humbled and amazed at um, the response to it. Yeah, because you you, you started this through after you had it written everything through a Kickstarter campaign. And it seemed that that just like took off and you accomplished your goal over and beyond. (laughs) Right. Um, Alex, Alex, I had set a price. I actually, you know, I was going to lowball it. I was just like, you know, who's going to buy this book? I don't know. And um, I was really surprised at how it just, it exceeded our goal, um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> three times yeah. four times five times and I was just like that it's just it's just really crazy it it is really humbling to know um that people have this thirst and interest in the content for one and that um they they actually made the investment to purchase the book so yeah <laughs> yeah I think that's it's super powerful and and that's and what you brought up about you know there is not a lot of books like children's books well uh, there's probably not a lot of children's book talking about being a triathlete or like running or biking, right? And then let alone, you know, the main characters being uh, people Minor- of color or minorities or whoever the character may be. Yes. So I, I feel like, you know, you're part of Black Girls Run, Black mm-hmm. Girls Do Bike. You're part of a lot of communities and you've been running you know, doing this for a while. So the support seems like it was overwhelming from everyone who was, who saw this and was like, I'm not, they're investing in the book, but they're investing in you and the vision. And, you know, it's almost to me like inspiring the next generation of triathletes and, 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 Wisconsin, Milwaukee, but even bigger than that, right? Like anyone can buy this book. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I did notice was, um, 
you know, as I told my story, as I shared that, there were a lot of ladies who were interested in a sport and just was not aware of what it would take to become a triathlete. And just sharing that information and getting them over the hump of, this is what you can expect on race day. This is what you should wear. This is what you could do with your hair and different things like that. You know, it got them to race day. And so um, I have had the privilege of having ladies who've been um, 20 to 60. You know, last year, um, one of the um, ladies um, who I helped to introduce, she was in her late 60s and she's completed her first triathlon, you know, so that's, that's amazing. And so one of the other elements was how can I encourage other people to, um, you know, uh, find this sport and encourage them to step out of their comfort zone. So yeah, that, that was another main motivator is being able to encourage people. I don't even know, um, through this format. So yeah. And it's, it's super, like, that's so powerful and, like, which is so rewarding. And I feel to me it's, it's like, running is so simple. It's an outlet for it. doesn't matter if you're in high school trying to find something or if you're 60 and you're looking for an outlet or you're getting shape, whatever it may be. Whatever it may be you're looking for. It's a pair of shoes. Swimming, okay. you know, if you're going to go on Lake Michigan, maybe a wetsuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, right, a $40 bike at Goodwill, yes. it's not, like, huge, huge investments for some yes. of this stuff. And it, yep. can, it can really change your life. And yes, it it's cool that you've seen that. So uh, what other stories have you heard from from people from the book so far? Yeah, so it has been, once again, an amazing response Um um, I have gotten, um, people have reached out from all over <laughs> the country cool. and even the world. Um, just, it's been amazing, um, having people say, I wish I had this book when I was growing up. Um, my wife is a triathlete. I'm buying this book for her to encourage her and, um, having those who are on the U S triathlete team, um, um, and having those who are pursuing professional, um, being a professional triathlete even reach out to me, having companies like Zoot, um, even who does the triathlete suits, um, actually put um, post my book on their site, <laughs> That's so on their cool. Instagram site, you know, things like that have just really been just these surprising, humbling experiences that I would have never thought. <laughs> That's so, thought of. That... so yes, they've been a blessing and humbling. <laughs> Did you expect like when you wrote the book, I mean, you just sounds like all these connections are being made with, with different groups and you're supporting each other and they want to promote your book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did all that, like, come, or did you, like, hire, a, this is, like, the business side of things, like, a publicist, or what, like, how did that, how does that stuff work? So, so, the, because I've been in, in these communities, and they've been safe communities for me, right, Black Girls Do Run, Black Girls Bike, um, Black Triathlete Association, they have been safe, safe um, communities where you can go on Facebook and see minorities achieving these things that you don't typically, that people think doesn't happen but it really happens and so um i did do some reach outs to those who you know 
um, have started those particular groups and, you know, said, do you, you know, do you mind, you know, supporting this effort? And several of those sites, they don't support you selling the, your merchandise on them, but there's, you know, they said, I'll support you in other ways. Um, but Black Triathlete Association was the very first group um, that, you know, once it went live on Kickstarter, just went, you know, um, Tony, it was one of the very first people to kind of post the book and share it. And it just after that, you know, you had all of these triathletes, um, both, you know, showing interest and commenting. And it's just really beautiful. That's <laughs> oh, so cool. It's so cool to see something take off like that. And like, are you an author? Have you always been an author? Is this like, are you, do you have like a nine to five job and this I is do. kind of your side project? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, this author thing is something that once again, just seeing that there was a gap in this, um, in this arena and just wanting to do something about it. And so, um, you know, with all the negativity that's out there today, I was, it was a way for me to help what I keep calling change the narrative of what, how people envision people of color. And so, um, in a sense, it was just kind of my way of doing something positive in this crazy world. Right. So I, I think some of it is me. Yeah, I do my nine to five, but this is a positive outlet for me to kind of express um, that, hey, people are out here doing positive things and sharing um, stories that haven't been shared before. And speaking of stories uh, and and children's books, I saw on Facebook that we have a common friend, a very dear friend, uh, Raina Andrews. And I know that Reina also yes. is uh, released her yes. f- her children's book a couple of years ago. So did you just a little? Yes. Uh, did you talk about it? And she's a previous, did- yeah, she's a previous runner as well. And I don't think I've gotten her out on her bike yet. Okay. But um, her book is is amazing as well. And I did reach out to her, you know, as a fellow author, um, and she's given me some advice as well. So yeah, you know, I the 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 platform is out there. You know, I tell people now that you have the ability to self-publish. <laughs> you don't have to wait for a publisher. All you have to do is, you know, start writing your story. And there is there are so many resources and information out there that if this is something that you want to pursue, there's nothing that can really stop you. You know, at, at, even at a shoestring budget, you can write your own story and tell your own own narrative and you don't have to wait for anyone else to tell your story that's amazing and and truly we're super excited to see how big of a success this is and i can't wait to get my hands on on the book myself and everybody on the show actually listening to the show right now should definitely go and uh we'll give you more uh details we'll give everybody more deals about how to uh, purchase the book and link it in the show notes um yeah one thing nia that alex and i we talk about this all the time i feel like you know, once every 10 episodes, we'll, we'll bring this up about the 2017 Milwaukee Marathon that we that we ran uh, and how one of the best things about it is that it goes through all these neighborhoods that are typically not subjected yep. to the world of running. And we believe yes. that what you're doing with exposing somebody that, as you said, somebody that looks like a little girl or a young man that, yes. that, that wants to get into this uh, this right. different world of sports that 
you, you need to have access. I mean, th that's how Alex got into running. He saw his wife running a marathon. I got into running because I saw another friend and then we, so that, that relationship is super important and we, uh, and, and we can't wait for you to, um, you know, keep reaching uh, more and more people. Hmm. Now, I want to, there was this article that came out on 9-11 uh, just a couple of days ago and we'd like to ask you a few things so this this article is it was on the outside magazine outsideonline.com uh, we'll link it in the show notes and it's basically a story about Lazarus uh, Lake who is the organizer of the uh, Barclays Marathon if I don't know if anybody has watched the the documentary it's like this crazy uh race that he puts out in the middle of uh, nowhere tennessee is that is that right alex <laughs> tennessee yeah, it's like it's like a hundred miles it's broken up into like four legs of marathons <laughs> each it's and nuts and then there's no, no there's no there's no directions it's all markers and then once you find the marker you have to you have to open up the book and rip out the page from the book to prove that you were at that marker shut mm -hmm. up yeah. and then like it starts at It'll start at night, so the, and then every lap you have the reverse direction. So really, like you're never doing the same thing during the same time of day. It sounds it's like a crazy. Ragnar on crack. Oh, yeah, on like, crack is right. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and the crack, and then mixing other stuff with it, <laughs> laced with who knows what. But anyway, most recently, this guy also put together the great virtual race across Tennessee, which a lot of people did, which was a um, basically just a 635-mile virtual ultramarathon that people had to complete between May 1st and August 31st. Oh, wow. But um, mm -hmm. the story on this magazine to, uh, just a few days ago is about somebody trying to uh, name their a, a group of theirs uh, running, call it uh, Black Lives Matter, and it was taken down it's just a it's a long story about right. inequality and how within the running community uh there's voices that are trying to shut down that that message okay. but one thing that he's that is being mentioned is that there's a lot of it mentions about a an asian man running in new york city in the middle of the night trying to complete this challenge and having racial slurs and homophobic slurs being directed at him. And then he says, and this is, this is something that people of color endure all the time. And when I read that, it's, these things come as a shock to us, Nia. It's, I say to people that are not being exposed and don't know about the, right. Uh, right. what other people are going through. So, it, it helps to shed light on these things. Yes. And we're a platform here that we want to raise the awareness yeah. instead of being hidden. And, right. and, and I don't like personally pretending that, that I know what is happening. So right. could you, would you be okay to share with us what it has been like to be not just a runner, but now we're talking about a triathlete that yeah. you're doing something that is typically owned by other groups yes. of people, <laughs> yes. if I may. Correct. 
Correct. You know, uh, to talk about that a little bit, I would say um, for my minorities, and I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself. Um, some per- sometimes as a person of color, um, when you go into environment and you are the only one, um, you don't know if people are friend or foe. You know, what I, I, do they mean you harm because of your color of your skin? Um, you know, do, you, you don't know. <laughs> and so you show up to these events and on top of the fear, and you guys know how it is on race day, right? That all that anxiety and all of that that comes with it. And just imagine, you know, adding additional element of anxiety of that, you know, if I'm going to these locations, I could be pulled over and shot by police. I could be, you know, someone from the race um, could, could, you know, say racial slurs to me. <laughs> um, I, I could be, you know, somehow discriminated, you know, in the as part of the race or someone may not want my bike and stuff next next to the, them because of the color of my skin. Maybe they think I'm going to steal their stuff. I don't know. So a lot of that comes in addition with being just an athlete, right, of color. (laughs) And um, that can be challenging. That can be overwhelming, those emotions, because just think about your emotions on race day, you know, Mm -hmm. amplify that and add some extra elements in there um, for people of color. And it's hard to know um, in those environments, you know, who is friend and who is foe. So sometimes it's nice to see at least one person of color because you're like, okay, well, if something happens, they at least know there was another person here. So I think, um, you know, it's really it's it's really challenging in this, it, you know, in society that. Um, you being a human being <laughs> it's not how everybody sees you and um and that's just the way it is but i personally have never let any of that stop me because i i can't you know live in fear of what will happen or could potentially happen right i show up as nia uh, (laughs) and you know most times if you know you give people um the ability to get to know you as a human being um you find that you have deeper connections that way so that's my motto and i would hope that other people and more people are like that and in in reality most people are and so i i would like to be hopeful that um that instances that happen to this person would be less and less and that people are treated as human beings. And at race day, we are all runners or swimmers or bikers. Or all <laughs> of the above. Up, and all, of the, all above, of the above, you know, showing up um, to, you know, um, complete a goal that we set out and we're doing it together. You know, Chicago Marathon was just awesome. Like us seeing everyone on the sideline, seeing all the runners, you know, it's an equalizer sometimes showing up at the starting line because you all have the same goal to finish. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you need those strong people. As you said, it, you need somebody with that courage to make, to be the first person to do or, 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 be one of the ones to make the um, 
make that change. So, yes. and just like, you know, if we can tie it into another beautiful story, because you're not just a writer of the children's book, you also write for adults. And we read, we read your book for the uh, Milwaukee uh, Independent. If, oh. And, <laughs> oh, it's just and, an article. It was not a but it was a very good article. And uh, it was we love well reading. written like oh. a and, Yes. And in that, you talk about some other people that were the first to make a big yes. step and be extremely yes. courageous during the times. And you have a nice story to tell. So if you could just sum up, we're, again, we're going to link to that uh, in the show notes as well. But we'd oh, love to okay. hear from you. It was a beautiful story about your trip with your father um, and doing a very historic route. Yeah. Um, we were really excited. We did that the beginning of this year. So beginning of before the pandemic <laughs> got to this height. Um, here we were um, in Alabama um, with a ride um, that takes you along the same route um, that marchers took um, from Selma to Montgomery. I always switch them. I believe it's Selma to Montgomery. Okay. It is. And so... Um, and and what's profound about that, right? Because one, um, you back then marchers took that route to march for their rights to vote, and um, they attempted that march three times, and the first two times they were met with brutality that was seen across the world. Um, I believe the second or first time that they tried it, they were met with brutality. Dogs, horses, um, you know, skull crack, just all of that. And people mm -hmm. saw that and people watched and they were moved by that. And um, when they attempted the third time, <laughs> um, they had the support of um, the president and the National Guard that provided them safety. And they marched. And, and, and imagine, without cell phones, without hotels, without all the benefits that we have today, um, they, it, 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 not with the running shoes that we have today, not with tents and... Um, <laughs> Weather prediction, you know, even. And weather prediction and cell phones, you know, Perfect. along Alabama uh, road, highway, you know, they camped out um, for those days. And here we were taking that same route on our bikes. And in the end, we got to go to the hotel and get massages. So, you know, <laughs> so it was a little different. But, you know, the part of it that was really powerful um, in the what I thought about in the story is that um, I took that bike ride with my dad, who's in his 60s, and he would have not been able to do that same ride with his father or his father's father um, without feeling that they could be killed, you know? Um, that was not a possibility for him. And so when we bike that route in that distance, it for me was emotional because here I was with my father who, um, you know, one is in good health that he could do the route with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And two, that, you know, here is something that um, for a generation, um, his previous generation would not have been able to do. Not to mention he was there meeting other minority men who also cycle that it, that are hard to find, <laughs> you know, um, you know, at his age. 
And so, you know, there were a lot of profound elements a part of that. Um, there were ladies from Black Girls Do Bike, you know, organized for them to come. And one of the other ladies, the old, she was also in her 60s, completed that route. And, um, and it was very hilly and it was very challenging. <laughs> so I, that, that was something to me, I'm really glad that we got a chance to do. Um, I was also going to attend the, the uh, National Black Ski Summit, which was the weekend afterwards. This is um, where a lot of the black skiers get together and ski. And um, they went and there were 600 black skiers that went to that and 100 of them got COVID, COVID and several of them died. Um, so just imagine <laughs> that, you know, here we are bicycling. And then a week later, I believe it was a week later, my fellow skiers are in Idaho, I believe, um, celebrating and skiing and getting COVID. And so we were really blessed that um, we made that route without anyone coming back and being ill wow. and um, also just really having this profound experience of um, doing the route um, that um, our fellow Americans had did and shed blood um, to do for voting. So vote. <laughs> vote. And, and we keep thinking that this is you know, because everything was in black and white back then, we think that it, this was far, far back. Right. And, and now, right. now you're talking, you're, you're talking about your father being 60 years old, not being able to do this. This is, right. you know, we, we need to also realize that, that we, yes. there's still change that needs to be made. And obviously watching the news nowadays, we know that, yes, change still needs to happen. That was just the beginning, right? Yes. Thank you for sharing that, Nia, and yeah. everybody should read that story. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we'll link it. And and it's it's super powerful in so many ways. And you you hit it right. You're you're biking on the same place that you know our fellow Americans were marching on. And the crazy there's so many things. But that was, what you just said that was this is the 55th anniversary. That was mm-hmm. that is not that long ago. Yes. And the fact how you summarize it with your dad and your grandpa, it just goes to show that this wasn't that long ago that right. this took place. And right. with everything going on today, we need to start, you know, bringing light to this, having the conversations. Um, right. If difficult as they are for some or have never had happen yeah. before for some, you know, like right. people who are white have never had these conversations. And <laughs> I've I think, never so I think, knew that this was absence from other people's lives, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really think you just saying like, hey, on race day, right. there's other things than nerves. And yeah. I'm assuming when people are listening to this, they're like, wow. Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. And so, I, I mean, I think that it was powerful and it was great. And um, we'll link the story because it's, it's, a, it's a good read. You're a good, you're an author for a reason. Aww. I'll say that. <laughs> Um, but before we go, I just want to shed some light on you talk about uh, Black Girls Run and Black Girls Do Bike and um, Black I, Triathlete I'm, Association and Triathlete Association. Yes. A- and they're great organizations and there's Milwaukee local chapters. And yeah. I know you're a part of it. Is there how can people learn more about those groups and yeah. kind of get involved? I know maybe right yeah. now there's not a lot of involvement, but at least, right. you know, go find the groups. Yeah, no problem. So um, Black Girls um, Run um, Milwaukee, Black Girls Do Bike Milwaukee are local chapters. Um, they're all volu- based on volunteers 
ears. Um, those groups um, only allow females. <laughs> so it's a safe environment for female, but you can be a female of any color. Um, so, and you can find them online. There's a website that links um, to both um, um, the national group and off also the local groups. And, I, and actually, two years, was it last year? Last year, we hosted the National Black Girls Do Bike here in Milwaukee. Yeah. And then this year, it would have been in Chicago, but... Uh, I, and then um, Black Triathlete Association, you can also find them on online and find them on Facebook as well. Um, those have been just really safe communities. And I like to share that, help people understand that um, and people are like, why do you have to have a separate group? Um, if you look at any other group, it, you don't see minorities, right? So in a sense, you really have your own group. <laughs> but these safe environments, they help people of color feel comfortable um, with their skills and understanding it. And what we're finding is that most ladies, uh, as they continue to run and they continue to bike or they do triathlons, they feel more comfortable joining another group um, and, and being exposed to another group mm -hmm. because, you know, they, they know some of the techniques, they know some of the terms. And what we're finding is that this was a safe place for them to start. But yeah, now they feel comfortable going going into any running group and running, mm -hmm. you know, and being able to, you know, uh, feel comfortable um, in that arena where and sometimes not being familiar, not knowing anybody in your family that who's done a marathon or not knowing anyone in your family who's done a triathlon. Um, this is big for them. They are stepping off of their couch, <laughs> you know, and um and then sometimes, you know, living in environments where it's maybe not as safe to run or bike and they have to find safe environments to run and bike. And um, it's nice to have a safe environment where you can go and see other ladies that look like you, know that they're going to not leave you and support you and help you understand the tools of trade when you need to go in to buy a bike or whatever. So, yeah, those those that's how you can find those groups. And that's some of the reasons that um, they have been birthed and the success it has found to see people um, be able to use those as a way to um, to expand. <laughs> I love it. Thank, thank you for that. I, I do have some background with Black Girls Do Bike. Um, I do some work with Trek when I'm not podcasting yeah. for this. And so Monica Garrison was actually on their yes. podcast. So yes. it was cool. That was like the first time I actually kind of, I was not aware of Black Girls Do Bike. Yes. Black Girls Do Bike. And it's super cool. And now oh, Black Girls Run. So it, this is great. And the, the fact mm -hmm. that there's Milwaukee chapters are even better. So Yes, Monica is an awesome person. Yes. Yeah, she is <laughs> awesome. I love Monica. So, okay. Let, where can people find more about you? Go purchase the book, right? now give us all those details no problem um once again um i am a triathlete is currently on pre-order so you can pre-order your book at i 
um, neatheauthor.com. Um, you can pre-order your books there. You can now find me, and believe it or not, um, prior to this, I did not have a lot of so- social media <laughs> <laughs> connections, but you can now find me on Instagram and Facebook. I am a um, Nia the, as Nia the author. You'll find me there, and and even on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter at Nia oh. underscore the author. So, and I might be on LinkedIn too if I care. <laughs> but yes, so please um, feel free to go to my website, Nia the author. Um, there you can sign up for a newsletter and find out what new stuff, new books I have up and coming, which I'm working on. Whoa, sweet. <laughs> There's more? Look at that. There Dropping. more. <laughs> Breaking news on the Cream City Pacers. There's more to talk about. There's more to share. (laughs) Can you give us a, let's break some news on the podcast. Give us like a little hint on what the next book may be. It involves skiing. (laughs) I grew up skiing, so I love this. This is great. Oh, yes. I love it too. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. So we'll link all that on our socials and our show notes. Wherever you guys listen to this, you'll find a link to click. But before we let you go, Nia, yeah. we have to do our Cream City Pacers rapid-fire questions. All right. Let's go. Right. Let's go. What is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? My favorite route? Um, Oak Leaf Trail. A specific part? I like part? the trail. Um, I like... Oh, No. My favorite route would be Lakefront all the time. Okay. I like right. being down by the museum, back behind the museum. Uh, all I like, I definitely like the Lakefront. And let me tell you why. Oh, I know this is supposed to be fast because it has um, light posts. And whenever I'm challenged with running, I run from light post to light post mm-hmm. and challenge myself to push myself to. Oh, I'm gonna do three light posts. I'm gonna do four light posts. Especially when I haven't ran for a long time, I can walk a light post. <laughs> walk a length of yeah, light post yeah. or run so that's why i like that that's that's yeah. so nice. funny because alex and i when when we go out for a run sometimes we'll, we'll start walking inadvertently and uh then then we'll say okay at that second light post we start running again yes. and yeah. <laughs> that's, the lake that's is so good for that because they're it all <laughs> yeah yeah an even I, like out. That. I like that Great. Okay. If you could bring one person to milwaukee to run with you who would it be one person to um one person to run with me. Um, one person to run. Oh. Yeah, this is always a deep. See, it's like a simple question. We we thought this was a simple question, but it's like a really deep question, and it it's, it takes a while to think of someone. Um, hmm. So you, I would want um, fl- dead or alive. Yep, <laughs> dead or alive. I would want to run with Flo Joe. <laughs> And I would want Flo Jo to have her fancy outfit and her long nails. And yeah, she would she would probably pass me up real quick. But Flo Jo. <laughs> All right. There it is. That's that's probably the most fun answer we've had. I like that. Okay. Let's jump to two more. What is your fe- favorite pre-race pump-up song? Um, my favorite pre-race song is... Um, you got to make me look. Um, I, ha- I have this one from DMX. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. If you have to hum it's it, this is great. It's prayer five, and it's just like, give me the strength to be the best. And so, yes. <laughs> 
That is quite different than the other answer that we've gotten relating to DMX, which is <laughs> party, party, party up. Y'all go making me lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> so it's a different DMX, completely, very wide yeah. range. That is yin yang. My God, that's <laughs> I, we love it. We love it. So we do this thing here on the on the on the podcast. We change the theme song every week, ever so slightly, to uh, mimic the song that uh, people give us as the answer to that question. Oh, so wow. so we'll do a little <laughs> remix this week, uh, according to excellent. Uh, DMX says, uh, prayer we'll, we'll, five. Prayer v. five. Prayer five. Oh, is it God. Prayer v. Five. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The V's. The V's <laughs> but five. I got the wrong. I, <laughs> no, that's five. Okay, got you. The V's five. That's five. For no one that can see us, we're all on Zoom trying okay, to figure out how to show Roman, Roman numerals Roman on our fingers. Okay. All right, so our last question, and then we'll let you go. One piece of advice you'd like to pass along to new runners oh. or triathletes? Oh, uh, what I often pass out to people, pl- tell people is just start and just get out there and start. Um, as soon as you get out there and start and just keep moving, you'll be amazed with what you can accomplish. I couldn't agree more. I love that piece of advice. Okay, Nia, it was great talking to you. Thanks, you are Alex. amazing. I'm yes. excited for your book to for my book to come in the mail and for everyone else's book to get ordered and come in the mail. Yes. And I appreciate all your stories. I think we we talked a lot about a lot of important things that um, aren't being talked about a lot. So I appreciate it. Um, it was wonderful. And everyone, until next Friday, keep on running.